off, but I'm still in like I'm filming. But you still stick flipping birdies real quick for the music. Get the meal quick to the table. Get your filter. Can't remember how to feel shit. Take a real hit to the ego. Pop a pill, sip, no placebo. Now that trill shit you said you people. Make you real sick, play the people. Now that hell shit becoming lethal. Hey, see, I've been falling back. Watch you get from a distance. Nose bleeds, OBs from the children. Uh, no fees, cold feet when it's finished. Uh, no peace in the streets that we live in. I can't say shit that'll make y'all change So I'ma stay rich in this good y'all claim Ever rich in the cut, it's a wrap Ain't talking about the cash, but we keep it in the bag, no Hello everybody, we are alive and in person today On another lovely episode of the Forever Rich Podcast We survived the New Orleans trip How is everybody doing? I am doing excellent, I am refreshed, rejuvenated I ate a lot of good food I hope you enjoyed the trip as well King Diamond Eye. Oh, I had a blast. It was by far the best trip I've had in a hot minute. Like mm-hmm. New Orleans showed out, showed showed your boy some love. Literally showed us some love. Um Bourbon Street was fire. The city was fire. The food <laughs> damn near put me in a coma. Like it stuck to my rib cage. The people there was amazing. Um Got to go to LSU, FSU game. That was most fucking incredible game I've been to in a hot minute. Um, damn near everything about New Orleans was fire, except for the roads. Like, the roads yeah. and the Uber drivers. The Uber drivers had too many check engine lights and shit on a <laughs> dash. And the potholes in New Orleans is something... I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to bash on New Orleans, but people that live there and the people that go to new orleans know how bad the potholes are it was ridiculous yeah it's an otherworldly like the potholes there are like like you i feel like you could like drive over them and go into like another dimension or universe they're so huge and they're just like everywhere it's like literally on the highways on the side streets it was crazy. ab almost totaled his car just by pulling out of the parking lot uh at breakfast yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah, that one that was the craziest one. Y'all was waiting for me to pull around because it was raining, and bro, I, I thought it was over. I was like, God damn, I'm, I'm the road was flooded, and that's the only thing. Another thing is like it rains there, and I mean it floods rip just off a little basic rain, it floods. So I can only imagine how bad like a hurricane, something like Katrina was the flooding. I mean the city probably was legitimately underwater. Cause it just flooded so easy, but yeah, just that one little side street, man. I thought I was, I thought I was done. I was like, oh, God damn, I'm gonna lose the jeep and everything. So, but no, I had a great time, man. It was, it was definitely in top five places that we've gone. And I was like thinking back, I was like, I don't know, there's not too many places. Like, I don't think any place is gonna beat the food. Like, no, nah, no, the food was just really legitimately that freaking good. Everywhere we went, every. Every plate was crazy. Like the culture there is just un unmatched, and it was like some of the friendliest black folks I think I've ever seen. And like, contrary to like Atlanta and some other cities, bigger black cities, like I feel like sometimes there they're not too friendly. But uh, Anola, they were friendly. I mean, like we tried to go to that one place, and then they came out. They're like, "Don't go in there. You know, they don't got no food. They don't got no food. They don't got no food." Like, I mean, like. So it was cool. I had a blast. So I, I definitely would will visit Nola again sometime. Um, but yeah, it, it was up there. It was up there. 
Yeah, I was down there telling the family. I was like, I would never live in New Orleans. No disrespect to Nola, but that is definitely a spot that I would frequently visit, like multiple times, maybe like twice a year or just multiple times. Because as living in Houston, like you know, being in a big city, but there was so much shit that we haven't even we didn't we only scratched the surface of what Nola yeah. had. I mean, we only went to Bourbon Street like two nights in a row, and then we like did a little bit of exploring of the city. So, like, but there was so much other shit that we was we were talking about getting into, and we didn't even get into. So, like I said, time. I got the love for Nola in Louisiana. Like everybody, even when we were at the game, we weren't fans of neither team, but everybody was coming up. They was talking to us. We was having good conversations with people and whatnot. They was, they was, oh, you ain't from here. Oh, you need to check out this place. Oh, you need to check out that place. And, you know, everybody was friendly and just showed your boys some love. And at the end of the day, that's all we could ask for. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nola, Nola's got a place in my heart. I wouldn't live there either, just because of the. It's just because of the weather. Just floods too easy. I mean, if they had a little bit more stable weather, like Florida gets hurricanes, but we don't flood like that. I mean, there was just like a downpour for an hour, and the streets were flooded. So that's just that's a no for me. That means your house is probably always at risk of like getting swept up. And I think to top it off on the trip, we stayed on Eagle Street. Though that sounds like, you know, like, what the hell? Why were they all out there? You know, I don't know if. It, oh people... yeah, we was in the hood. We was in yeah. the hood, ladies and gentlemen. We was in the hood, but it was the nicest hood Arab Airbnb I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, um, it was. It was a trap house in, inside <laughs> of a inside of a shitty neighborhood. Yeah, or in was, the hood. It was like magnolia floors and walk-in showers, and I mean, it was nice as hell. But it was on the hood so we kept bumping that uh, let the beat build by Lil Wayne so the whole trip the whole trip, trip. yeah so it was on that Eagle Street but yeah shout out to New Orleans I had a great time man and but, the crazy okay. the craziest part it was like Bourbon Street felt like you was in like a like in a in a own little like you were in like a, I was telling AB this he was laughing at me I was like felt like we were entered into like Gotham City or some shit where it was just like <laughs> it like it, it did was feel like, like that it, was, it did it part it felt like a whole different new world like you went in like you know like when dave Chappelle like had that skit where he went inside the internet it was kind of yeah. like that but just totally different like like bourbon street is a whole different monster like i was just like maybe i was under the influence a little too much but i was like damn man i feel like we in another world like nothing else man because like, it, once- ha- it had that like dark gritty look to it to where like yeah like gotham city like like you were gonna walk around a corner and like three guys with a crowbar were gonna just pop out and be like, "Give me all your money!" And then Batman was gonna fly across and be like, "Oh shit, it's Batman!" It's this run like it. It had that grittiness to it, but like it was just jumping. Like I mean, I've just never seen that many people um, in one area ever. Like, and I've been to Nashville. I've been to Vegas. I've been to some of the biggest party cities in the U.S., but at the Bourbon Street is its own animal. I can only imagine what Mardi Gras is like. Oh yeah. my goodness, because it was the like only- shoulder to shoulder packed, and they were having like a what was that Southern Decadence? What was that yeah. what festival was down there? It was by chance. It was like Southern Decadence, and I mean, like it was just like shoulder to shoulder 
we didn't even know that they were having something like that. So it was just crazy. Something more well known like Mardi Gras, it's probably unbelievable. Probably can't even move down there. Yeah, no, the only time I've ever was like that is when I went to the state fair out here. And that that shit was thick as fuck. Like I'm talking about like to where you like your anxiety gets the best of you because it's just like you can't go nowhere because literally everybody around you is like trying to go like different directions and shit. So, but I had fun, man. Like I did too. I did too. That was a good trip. I, it was. It was much needed. You know, we we be working too hard, and we, we, for me, that was a a good trip to you know just relax, have a good ass time. You know, just kick it with my boys. So yeah, definitely a one trip. But I, you know me, and your boys are packing up right now to go to another trip. I gotta go to uh, Wichita real quick, get tatted up by uh, the infamous Chris Ramirez. If you guys don't know him, check him out on uh, Instagram. Man is the truth when it comes to tattoos. And then I gotta see our our good acquaintance, Mister B Rabbit himself, my good old buddy Tim. You know he 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 out there. He missing us. So I. I I promise tomorrow I'll swing by and check on him, you know. Yeah, yeah, make sure he's not suicidal after seeing us, you know. Front and center in the FSU LSU game. Yo, which shout was a out. very great game. Not uh, yo, shout out to whoever sold us them damn tickets though, cause them tickets, like, we thought we were getting just like we were getting some good seats, but we didn't know how good the seats were until yeah, we actually absolutely. got them because. The, the way it was, it was like it was like a, a certain section and then it had a letter to it. So we we're like, what the fuck? So we were asking the tellers and they were like, oh, yeah, you guys got to go downstairs. And I'm looking at AB like, bro, what kind of fucking tickets did I end up buying? He was like, I don't know, bro. So we went out downstairs, took the little escalators. They made a uh, motherfucking stamp our wrist. Um, and the seats were like literally like Behind the field almost ball. down. the Yeah, like motherfuckers could tosses the ball and we would catch it um and then unlimited drinks so you know your boy was <laughs> <laughs> praise god to whoever sold us them tickets that's all i gotta <laughs> say like that was just a little taste of forever rich and we we lived it to the fullest at that trip that's what i'm saying like this trip like we and bro we've been that's the craziest part is like we've been to a lot of places like miami super crazy um like events we've been to motherfucking kansas city we've been to atlanta which was crazy got to be in the skating ring with 21 savage um where else we gone chicago was crazy like every city that we've gone to has just been crazy but like honestly the trip in totality has not even came close to this one like this one was like from night one all the way to the the ending of it was just fire so it's like it was like almost like a movie, man. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was popping. No one was popping. That's literally all I can say. And we did record a little bit, so not as much as we I wanted to get, but also there will be some footage uh, here eventually at some point when we get it edited and get it up on the channel. So you guys will be looking forward to uh, to maybe a little bit of vlog. But uh, yeah, we we had a good time. But we got a good little show for you guys. I still wanted to. Even though we were kind of out and about, we still wanted to get an episode recorded in for you guys so you had some content. Because we're not sure how long it's going to take to edit the vlog and whatever. So 
Um, we're just going to cover a few little things, talk about a few things, get y'all going for the week. So first off, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, NBA 2K. We'll start off with 2K. Uh, we don't do a lot of video game talk on here, but uh, I feel like it's prevalent. 2K is probably one of the most prevalent games of the black community. Um, and we have besides Madden. Besides Madden, but I, I like I'm, this is not a review of Madden versus 2K or anything, but I feel like Madden's pretty trash now. Uh, they don't really change anything with it every year. It's basically they take a feature out and put it back in. And 2K does this too. Like they'll put a feature in and then next year take it out and then like three years later put it back in and just label it something else. Like So like these games don't really change much. Um, so sports people, but if you're a sports fan, you know, like I, I'm, I've been caught up in the 2K simping. Uh, I got out of it a little bit. I didn't buy last year's. I don't know if I'm going to get this year's either, but we'll see. Um I'm more of a quality. I've kind of like gone to the side where I'm like, I need to see some quality changes to the game before they're going to get $60 from me every year. And it's kind of even more than $60 if you play like my team um, for 2K or Madden or my, what do they call it? My Madden or whatever, where you can buy packs and get players and shit like that. So you're spending way over $60. Anyways, progressing back to the topic is that if you guys know where, 2K always has a cover athlete. Uh, over the past few years, they've had multiple cover athletes. So Madden 20 or 2K23, the uh, legend athlete was Michael Jordan. As the, always. As, as always is uh, NBA because it was 2K23, 23, obviously Michael Jordan. Um, but instead of a uh, player athlete, they actually went with a celebrity. Uh, for now the they first got two time, covers. Oh, there's a third cover. Who's the Devin who's the Booker's regular? on the on the? Oh, regular, Devin Booker's the regular. And Jay Cole is on there. Jay Cole, surprisingly, getting a celebrity cover appearance. We getting Jay Cole on the cover, and he's a big prevalent part of the uh, story as well. So for the micro stories, from what I'm hearing, so uh, that's that's pretty interesting. You know, that's why I will give 2K this over Madden is. They put a lot of effort into their story mode, their my career story modes and stuff. So I will give them that. But do you think this is like a precedent or how do you feel with them kind of like going a legend, NBA player and, and a celebrity for the cover? You kind of saw this coming. Um, since, you know, 2K has always been like socially committed to like causes and shit like that like they they were the first ones to implement like black lives matters and stuff like that um and then of course j cole's like super big i mean you had you had the jay-z influence what was that 2012 13 13 i think when, was the jay-z he had uh, yeah. Derek rose plate griffin and anthony davis wasn't it anthony davis was like a three-person cover yeah so i mean Hip-hop has always been uh, a major part of 2K in the NBA. And me personally, no no disrespect to, you know, Jay-Z, but who's bigger than J. Cole? I mean, he's he plays basketball for Canadian League or Nigerian League or some shit like that. I mean, he went to St. John's. Most some of his, uh, you had Friday Night Lights and stuff like that, where he's talking about playing basketball. He plays basketball. He's one of the 
biggest names in in hip hop right now. I mean, Jay Z probably, and you could argue back and forth about Kendrick on on those two. So I mean, I think it's cool. That's dope as hell. Like, I'm excited. I'm kind of intrigued. I might get the game just to see, you know, see how J Cole treats my player. You know what I'm saying? But I like it. Yeah, I, I, really I like do. it. I like it too. I agree with you. Um, I don't think there should be uh, like it doesn't have to be a cover athlete every time. I do think it's cool to do an athlete, but NBA is pretty heavy into the black culture, so hip hop, you know, gets in there too. The NBA All Star Game is like a combination of hip hop and basketball, so I don't see a problem with uh, having a cover uh, cover athlete as a, for a celebrity. Um, but I would just say it, when they start this precedent, like, please don't just start putting any and everybody on the 2K af- cover. Like, I feel like that's sometimes where these things can go, where people start paying to get on the cover and shit. Like, no, they gotta be worth, they gotta be worthy of being on the cover. J. Cole is worthy of being on the cover of 2K. Like, I don't want to see like Little Nas X on the cover one year or, uh, Try to think of what, another like. What about actual ballers like Quavo or Two Chains or yeah, if you like little like, baby like actual like people, people who people. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like people who have contributed to the NBA and as a celebrity, but maybe they're not that basketball player. That's why I think J Cole is a perfect parallel because he's a celebrity, but he has hooped before. Hoop maybe not in the NBA, but he's contributed to the NBA. He's performed at the halftime show. Quavo's another one, plays a lot of celebrity basketball, performed a lot of at the NBA shows and stuff like that. Like people who contribute to the NBA culture, those are the celebrities that should be on the cover, not, you know, someone random like Meg the Stallion. Like, and that's no offense to them. That is just that they don't fit that dynamic of the cover. So as long as they keep it, you know. Worthy one two three, I guess, or whatever term you want to do it. Um, then I feel like it, it's it's not a problem. So hopefully, like I said, next year we get another good good cover athlete, uh, celebrity athlete, or whatever you want to call them. I don't even know what to call them. It's a celebrity cover uh, for two K. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I and I, th- and I think it had a positive uh, reception from what I've seen, like on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. No one seemed to be like, oh, what the f- why the fuck they got them on the cover? You never know. We might be on the cover one day. Might be Forever Rich 2K. Never know. Me's just yeah. dunking on you. The alley- <laughs> we'll do the infamous LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Alley Oop. And I'm just coming up. You know, and you never know. We might be in the game one of these years. Just don't know. Absolutely, it's actually I will just be on the cover. It'll just be called NBA Two K A B Edition. It'll just be a picture of me doing the, like the Jordan shrug. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the the shrug from the or the or the security guard from the Last Dance. Just me on the cover. <laughs> so yeah, as as my security guard. It's no, no, nah, just me yeah, you know, in hoping. the game. What a ninety nine overall. Let me let me hit up two K right now. You saw that tweet Kevin Durant put. He's like at Ronnie two K. He said, "Why I'm why I ain't got a ninety nine overall?" You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I'm going to be. I'm gonna be like, listen, two K. I gotta have a ninety nine overall if I'm gonna be in the game. And I'm gonna I'll tell say, you the same thing. Yeah, I Ronnie two K should tell or KD. 
Are you even playing this year? <laughs> that, that is the, that's disrespectful, bro. Don't do KD like that. You know he's going to hoop. Now, I got love for KD, but come on. He talk about retiring. I'm not retiring. This man's like the Kanye West of NBA. <laughs> like You just don't know what you're going to get from KD. Yeah. No, no, you don't. Him and Kyrie are uh, two interesting fellows. I tell you that. Two interesting fellows. But so you, if you guys like 2K, tell us how you like this year's 2K, 2K23. I think it comes out actually this Friday. So um, depending on what edition you get. Um, so tell us what you're feeling about the new 2K. Maybe we'll do a, a, a review. Maybe we'll buy it and do a review and play some games. We were supposed to do that for 2K21. And we did. We did play, but. We were just having like technical audio difficulties with the footage, so um, don't worry. We'll we'll get so we'll that's what we'll do. We'll we'll buy the game. We'll give a review, and then I'll put some gameplay of me busting your ass on two K. I don't corner. think you'd be. I don't think you've beaten me in like five years, bro. I beat you badly in the last game that we had. They just turned the that. game off. I don't remember that. No, nah, I probably just disconnected. Sometimes yeah. my connection be So bad. No, you just be like, oh, no, it didn't happen because the game didn't finish. You be um, doing that bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Making up random excuses I ain't ate all day, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> my blood sugar, dude. You can't play when your eyes, you know, when, the, when you're blurry and stuff. You can't play. That's, uh, what, the, that's what the doctor told me. Uh, Moving on. Uh, so this is a topic that we actually covered. I think it was in season one we talked about it. But now it's come back. And it's getting a documentary. If you guys recall, uh, the one-year anniversary of Bishop uh, Sycamore losing fifty-eight to zero on on to uh, IMG on national television. So, if you guys remember, this was a uh, school that was probably like really D three, maybe even less than that. They might have been like. No, it was a high school team. Oh, it was a high school. Okay. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. a fake high school. It was like a charter school that tried to make it that they lied and said that they had so many uh four star, five star recruits and ESPN dumbass dropped the ball and then do their homework and had a maybe national put a game. yeah, national televised game against one of the top academies in all the US at IMG, a school out in Florida, and played against them and IMG beat the breaks off the mo. 58 to 0 to be exact. And, and I think so, it was it was done by half. It was 58 yeah, it, to 0 was like most of the first half. And so anyways, uh HBO is going to do a documentary on the coach and uh will be coming out here I'm, I'm assuming relatively soon. I didn't see a release date on it, but it's going to be called BS High. And they have interviewed the coach, and there's a little bit of a snippet of the clip. But basically, you know, they ask him some tough questions. You know, are you a con artist? And gets a little, yes. gets a little, tri- yeah, yes, yes, yes. The answer is yes, absolutely. You know, he answers a little bit of a what a another question: Do I look like a con artist? So, you oh, know, I, it, a a grand finesser. I would put it that way. He may not be a con honest, but he finessed a, a obviously a situation. Yeah, he he one hundred percent lied on a lot of things there. So it will be very interesting to see the back story behind this. I mean, there really is no backlash. The backlash has already happened. He probably got fired, and then that was the end of it. But 
Um, this documentary is going to be definitely interesting. But I wonder, and I just get your opinion on it. Do you feel like this is going to set a precedent of people trying to? Like, and, I, and like when I say this, I guess I should caveat like there are people probably already were trying to do what he did. They just he was the first person to really just be truly successful. Um, but do you think this is going to start a precedent of individuals trying to scam, you know, schools, high school systems and try to get on national television, get promotion, get. No, because I, I, I with most I, I feel like with most sports other than football, football is the only one. And I don't know how he was able to finesse it, because, like I said, ESPN really didn't do their fucking homework. So if. It's more of how he finessed ESPN to, you know, overlook and not do research. Because in, in basketball, in high school ball, it's not really what it used to be. Um, just for the simple fact that AAU teams usually are, like, where the, the good players team. actually get their, you know, mm-hmm. get seen and, you know, do all that. So, and most of them um bounce from like high school to high school to high school anyway it just basically on what the facility like it's kind of like college is is like players nowadays are just like what can you do for me um we saw that i've seen multiple players go from you know different high schools and different aau teams and shit like that so um especially like with baseball and with uh basketball because those are the two the most prevalent aau teams football you it's really like yaffle teams you can get like on an all-star team but to do that like consistently especially when it gets to the high school level because high school football is so fucking big in the u.s like i would put i i i would put high school football the second tier most watch behind college football like don't get me wrong i completely understand nfl has you know its own day of the week but like when it comes to motherfucking like diehard fans, it's high school and it's motherfucking um, college. We were like I said, we were at the LSU FSU game. Motherfuckers was ready to fight. Matter of fact, we were sitting in the section, and the next thing you know, we turned to our right and there was motherfuckers squabbling. So, like high school, and then high school's like right there with you. I mean, you got like grown ass men betting on high school games now. I mean, they've been on Yaffle games, but in like NFL is always going to be, you know, to me, NFL is like the number one major sport in U.S. Uh, you, I know you basketball fan and you think NBA is like giving the NFL a run for the money, but the ratings for NFL this weekend will shit on any rating in the NBA. Like, and even in like now they got Christmas games and shit over it. Like, so NBA, NBA really don't like to me. It's NFL, NBA, MLB. I put MS, MSL, MLS, and then hockey. Not, not too many people watch hockey. It's mostly for Cana- Canadians and like the North Tier people, like Michigan, Ohio, and New York, and all those snowy ass places. But yeah, no. Nah, High school football, is, it's going to be harder. But I, I can see some motherfuckers coming in there and, you know, some AAU teams. Or, you know, I, I would feel like it's going to get more 
it'll lean more to like NIL deals where high schooler high schools are now going to be like finessing players or, you know, paying players. That's going to be the next biggest scandal is high school or AAU teams paying players to come play for their teams. I don't even think that that's already happening in my opinion. I just think like college, we already know play kids were getting paid in college. It was just under the table. Now the NCAA is like, yeah, you can do it like legally. Now we won't do anything to you. High school is the same way. You will get those random kids that come, come to your school for no reason. You're, they live like halfway across the state or the city. And then they just disappear and go somewhere else. Because like they want to be coached by this specific, you know, tight end coach or this specific receiver coach that coaches for this school or this program's the best in this in the city, or this is a double A pro, a, a triple A or a quad A program, and they want to get more exposure. So, like the schools, they the all at all levels they recruit, and they offer them something. Now, is it tangible money? I mean, high school level, maybe not. Maybe they just say, hey, you can, you know, we'll, you know, you live in, you know, Wilkinsburg, but in the schools in Northside, which is like a 30 minute ride. And technically the buses ain't supposed to come get you. But, you know, we wore something out. You know, that's that's nah. you know how it is. It's going to be a hey, you come to here. We're going to provide housing for you. You some know, transportation. Some, it depends. Like I said, it depends on the school. Like a, a basic, like a, where I'm from, like Pittsburgh, for instance. Like the biggest programs are like the quad A city schools, but they don't have the money to pay pay for like students. But they'll get the top tier students, and like you'll see them, you know, get they may not get housing or anything. I mean, that I know of. That I know of. But, like, they'll still make special arrangements for them to come to school there. You know, like, they'll get a bus for them, transportation for them. And usually that's all that it, that's needed, you know. But you might eat, they may eat for free at the school. You know, like, they'll have, they'll put money on their lunch account. So, something, you know, so something that will incentivize you to come there. But um, that that's, to me, that's just how football is. Like, it's just so competitive. You got to do what you got to do to get an edge in any way, shape, or form, you know, because you, you definitely don't want to play luck of the draw of who's born and goes to your school just by chance. Um, so especially these programs that take it seriously. So it's, it's definitely a, it's a cutthroat industry recruiting. Um, and these, and these uh, schools do what they can to get the, you know, sit down and do what they can. So uh, yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, it's very interesting. It's it's crazy that that even happened, but hey, it's the world we live in, right? You know, what? It's, it's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse. So, but how are y'all feeling about BS High? Are you gonna watch the documentary? I am. I definitely want to see. Yeah, I'm. Guy, I'm gonna. I want to see how. Yeah, I definitely want to see what what this guy has to say. Um, but we will. We'll see what happens when it comes out. Like I said, I didn't see a release date on the ad, but uh, I'm assuming documentaries don't take that long to make. So I'm assuming probably within the next three months or so. Yeah, because no, they made uh, they made one for what's his name, Mike Denevy, the that one ref that was paying off that was gambling on NBA games that he was refereeing. You know who I'm talking remember. about? No. The, 
I know the name that, of the ref. I didn't even know that they made a documentary. Yeah, it's on Netflix. They it just oh, came okay. out uh, like last Tuesday. Hmm. And then I saw made, the I made I saw the one about uh, what's his face Bruce, that played Bruce at uh, no, and the high school. I mean the college guy that played at um, Notre Dame. Um. Oh, Manta Teo, yeah. The yeah, same, I just watched. the same. So basically, what happens is like Netflix, I guess, is trying to do like their own thirty for thirty, and it's called like I, I something. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it the same company that did Manti Teo's did his. They did uh, a Bruce Caitlyn Jenner documentary. Basically, it's like um, him being the um, athlete that he was, and then they got they had one on the. The fight in the Pacer Detroit Pistons fight. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched some of that one. I didn't finish it though. They did also. They're also doing, or they did. I want to say that it came out was a mixtape, the N one mixtape one, where they were like showing like how it really was. Yeah, the rise and fall of N one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did watch so, a little bit of that one too. So, yeah, so a Netflix, lot of good, a lot of good sports Netflix, documentaries. They trying to compete with thirty for thirty, but I don't, I don't know, bro. They just try to compete in general, you know. They Netflix has been taking some bad losses on money, uh, but BSI, yeah. Go ahead. They be go making ahead. these fire ass shows, and then they just be like, "All right, we're done. Yeah, we made enough money." Yeah, I don't know what their marketing scheme is for that. They do be canceling some good shows, but because it was like. Ozarks is done, motherfucking. I'm surprised Stranger Things, but even Stranger Things, I think it was on its last season. I don't know. A lot of people are gonna hate me, but I've never watched an episode of Stranger Things. Um, yeah, Stranger Things getting one. You more got the season. Ranch. You got Lucifer. You got motherfucking in my block. Like there was a whole bunch of like Netflix has some bangers, and then they just like House of Cards. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah. All the Marvel Avengers stuff they had. I mean, you, there's only so much you could do when Disney just came up and was like, yeah, we're taking our shit back. <laughs> I mean, that, but they also um, didn't, uh, they did like, they had stopped making shows before they even were like, we're taking our shit back. Like, Daredevil got a season three and then they kind of just were like, all right, that's it. We're done. But yeah. But Netflix, yeah. I and mean, there's a lot of people out there abandoning Netflix because it's too expensive and nothing to watch. And I don't blame them. But we already know your answer. I don't pay for it. So, and you're the Thank reason you. why. You're I hope it's not too I'm expensive for my mama. Yeah. <laughs> mama, I'm it expensive for you. Garbage. You know, it's people like you got us watching garbage. Hey, I got my own Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN. I, I remember I went on my, my bitch and my gripe because I'm still going on my bitch and my gripe because. I still can't watch motherfucking college football on my damn phone. Like, what's the point of Disney Plus or ESPN Plus if I have to have a cable service to watch these fucking things? Like, why am I paying? What like what are you offering me to have this service? 30 for 30s. 30 for 30s like, and advanced coverage, advanced analytics. Like, anybody cares about that shit? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's how they get you, man. That's how they get you roped in. You know what I'm saying? They, they, at first they'll have entice you with a few little good things here and there, and then um, 
they'll uh <clears throat> then they'll take shit away and put it on a different platform, try to make more money. That's just how they are. Grimy. But that's all we got for you guys this week. Um try to keep it 30 minutes. But we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, once the NOLA footage comes out, we hope you do enjoy it. We enjoyed NOLA. We appreciate all the people we came across. Appreciate all the people that showed us love out there. And appreciate the guy that sold us the tickets. But anything else you want to say to people? Um, Watch out. There's going to be some new content coming out. Um, so we're going to try to keep this running. But also give you guys a shit ton of other content. Um, we're going to make this and in, in different stuff for everyone to enjoy. It's not just going to be the podcast where you hear me ripping on AB Guapo 24-7 a day. It's going to be some some other stuff. Try to bring some other people on um, that aren't just guests on podcasts and stuff like that. And then, of course, as always, um, check on one another. Love on one another. Positive mindsets make positive outcomes. As always, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Big things is is in the making. Um, we were sitting there in in Nola eating some beignets. Like this shit finna take off, and it is. Like it's gonna be crazy. Like it really is gonna be crazy. And motherfuckers is out here. Like yeah, you know, y'all just saying that. But when when we sit here and we say, "We fucking told you so," I don't want to hear nobody's being like, "Oh, y'all arrogant, y'all this and that," because. This is God's plan. So positive mindsets do make positive outcomes. This is the Forever Rich Podcast. Deuces. Have a good week, y'all.